0: Please, please. is an introduction really necessary for someone we all
1: know so well welcome to paul mort talk shit curious fellow but i like him <laughs> paul, mort paul, mort paul mort talk shit paul mort talk shit paul mort talk shit he's, he's, he's a shady character what, what what what's his name
0: all right what 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 are you seeing We're here today in a special edition of Paul Moore Talk Shit, in that one, we are not on camera, and two, Mac is not here. Mac is currently, meant to be in Ibiza, but instead he's riding across the country on a bike in the pissing down rain, like the coast to coast. So yeah, we have a special guest today, somebody who I never in a million years thought would come on a podcast. Uh, We've got Mrs. Leslie Moore here. Hello. This is my wife, Leslie. I love Leslie. that I'm
1: the second choice from Mac. <laughs> well, calls
0: you the second choice. She's hating every second of this so far. I am.
1: This so, is not in my Listen, at all.
0: But. <laughs> Listen, you, do, you know, do you know this podcast today isn't the one that you thought it was going to be in that it's not going to be me asking you questions that people have asked me about what it's like to be married to a fucking lunatic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so today, me and you are quite literally going to have a conversation. So what I wanted to cover today... It's kind of like a post-holiday edition. I actually thought about this quite a lot on the way home um, from a holiday, and I thought (coughs) I could give some of you guys an insight. Excuse me. I'm not editing that out because Mac's not here. (laughs) Um, I thought I'd give you an insight, and it kind of, uh, uh, like, nobody really gets this unless you get it, obviously, right? Like, what it's like to go on holiday as a modern-day businessman, dad, and slightly insane gentlemen and of course, what it's like to be married to a slightly insane gentleman and go on holiday, so yeah, we' just um we just had a week in Corfu, and uh I needed that to do
1: oh it was it was well, a desperate went that desperate. that holiday got cancelled. We were supposed to go away may half term, which was like the twenty eighth of May or something aye. and that was that holiday was cancelled and rearranged about four or five oh, times Wow. I mean, up until the point I that got we little, went. Do you know what, what I got? Well, little, in, in, in,
0: well the part, Friday before,
1: three days beforehand Aye. or something. Um, but we were so desperate to get away. Um,
0: well, I said, just went
1: anywhere, I, I, I said,
0: listen, I don't because listen, my, my what well, well, life is in such a place now where it's weird. We should have a lot of flexibility. You might have. We've got to have a lot of holidays. However, those holidays can't just be. Let's go on holiday tomorrow. You can't do that when you're running a team, right? We've got a big no. squad now. We've got a lot of clients. We've got a lot of people relying on us, so we can't just disappear. We could essentially, if we wanted, we could have three months holiday a year, but they we still need have to be, be
1: planned, wouldn't they? They'd
0: need to be right. We're going on this date, and we'll come back on this date. So when they kept canceling, me heart broke a little bit more. <laughs> me
1: too. Every little time, and I was time. like, we need to go on holiday this Monday because yeah. we've got something on the Tuesday that we can't yeah. rearrange. And well, yeah,
0: so I remember when Tui rang us up and they said, <laughs> they said we've got a uh, turkey or somewhere else.
1: Which one suits you
0: best? Uh, Which one? It was a great sales conversation, (laughs) actually. They didn't bring no interplay. They didn't bring, or just cancel it. They were like, which one suits you best? And the turkey flight was like a 3 a.m. And I'm sure we'll cover this. It was a 3 a.m. flight, getting home. Well, actually, it was get home at 3 a.m. And I was like, fuck that.
1: That's not an option for you, is it? Well...
0: Not just a hard work that day, but staying up that late like isn't a thing <laughs> in my life. Staying up that late isn't a thing There's anymore. No point
1: in having a holiday, really. For I need you. another one. <laughs> you Imagine need a holiday. Think
0: when you about go back. this. Imagine you for you getting a flight from Turkey. By the way, when that happens, you've always got all day hanging around the hotel with fuck all to do. All your stuff's in a suitcase. You're waiting to go home, and then you get home at three am And you've had to sit through a flight with me and the two kids. I mean, they probably wouldn't it's be the not problem. not a
1: fly from Turkey neither, Nah, nah, it?
0: they wouldn't be the problem.
1: No, you would be.
0: <laughs> they wouldn't be the problem. Mr. Grumpy, when not... Yeah, yeah, when I'm not, when I'm not, uh, when I'm tired, I am a complete prick. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to disagree. I,
0: yeah, and can I tell you something, you guys listening, that Tuesday, that's the reason why I do the podcast on a Tuesday, because on a Monday, I basically em- I'm empty my tank on a Monday, coaching, training, delivering sessions online, on the phone, all day on a Monday. That just suits me, but then on Tuesday, like it's I'm very unproductive normally. So talking is in a podcast is fun. and mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm 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 really grouchy when I'm tired. Um so yeah, we, we ended up um in Corfu. Corfu. It was
1: I beautiful, never, wasn't it? It was well? beautiful.
0: I never thought. When I was telling people it was almost like I didn't want to tell them where I was going.
1: I know, well, because I remember when we were kids to um Greece was somewhere that you went like, like, I don't even Can t- remember people saying Oh the hotels aren't very good in Greece And, uh, and the, they're men three, the men are they're slimy The men are slimy balls They're star And uh, uh, they're not really that good and, uh, and I've also got Where's that place Where all the kids go in Greece?
0: Ayanape uh, I- no, no That's, that's Cyprus, Cyprus.
1: Um, Kavos Kavos or something Kavos. like that I've that just got pictures I've got pictures of that in my head Well do you know what's funny and that's what I was, thinking about I was telling people And you Kofu. probably did the
0: same Isn't this weird Every time I said Corfu, I felt like I had to justify The fact that I was going there the only
1: place Isn't that pure ego? It is, it is. Isn't that weird? But do you know what? If you've never been to Corfu, it was beautiful. It reminded us a little bit between a mix between um, Croatia, Croatia and part of Turkey. We went to, F- where's, is it called Fieti? I'm not sure how oh. I pronounce it when we went to Turkey, which was really pretty as well, wasn't it? Like yeah, mountainous, man, in that one. It? Yeah, yeah, mountainous and um, beautiful. Beautiful sea. And that's what it was like. So yeah, yeah if I you was. haven't been to I Kofu, was, go. Do you know
0: what with Kofu? I was pleasantly surprised, but I also think that you could have fucking sent me anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'd have been good anywhere with sun and no phone (laughs) Mm -hmm. would would have been amazing because I want to cover that idea because I get asked about it all the time because everyone's always surprised, blown away and always adding, oh, I couldn't do that when we talk about no phone. So, um, I'm gonna tell you the truth here for about three years. I hated going on holiday. I used to look forward to it and then I was just a dick. I'm sure Leslie will agree with you. I should sip that coffee <laughs> before she has to say this. She's, pl- she's having a drink of courage. Um, Was that a nightmare on holiday? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, wh- when do you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> which, time? which time? Which time?
0: Well, I'm thinking I think about- when
1: when I- we're kids were really young. Like, like Egypt? We're talking- Remember Egypt? Oh, well, Egypt? That was That was a really difficult holiday. You weren't very well at the time anyway.
0: I was mentally not in a good mentally place. I was place. fat as fuck. Yeah. I was fat, I was grumpy. Our
1: the kids were what Nina was six months old, Max was two and a half, nearly three. Yeah. Like the kids were difficult. Yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> they were both in a push chair, weren't they? Yeah. So it's not fun, like it's going on holidays. Yeah, holidays back
0: then were a nightmare. Two
1: push chairs, cry you yeah. whingy kids, like three. I was tired. Of
0: them. <laughs> I was tired. Of, but the thing is, here's the thing, back then, I'm sure we'll come on it. I was tired all the fucking time. Yeah, I was tired before I went. I was tired while I was there. I was tired when I—I I remember sleeping a lot on that holiday. Yeah. I was tired when I came back. There was a little bit of—and I'm sure you guys listening on um, who are businessmen get this—is a little bit of paranoia about the business, what's happening at home, and then you scrolling your fucking phone all the time. It, w- w- like it, it's just a—it it was a weird experience for me. And I think one of the biggest changes I've ever made was just not taking my phone on holiday. Yeah, because I think it's the reality is. It's difficult for a modern-day man. You can tell me whether it's the same for a modern woman. Would you class yourself as a modern woman, by the way?
1: I think I would. Isn't that an interesting thing to say? What do you mean by modern? Or? I don't I'm know. Quite old. I don't I'm quite know. old. One of, my old <laughs> coaches,
0: one of my old coaches back in 2014, Ian Garrett White, used to say modern men mm-hmm. and modern businessmen. And I, caught... I
1: think it means in modern times as opposed to do whether or not so? you're a modern woman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean a woman You've got, got no modern, choice in modern woman. In modern, modern woman.
0: It's not like keeping up with the fashion and that, is it? No. I'm, I'm dressed like a fucking 18-year-old today. <laughs> just like a fucking 18-year-old in that. Um, yeah, so so I think for me, it was, it's difficult for a modern-day man not to just be distracted all of the time. And I find that when I'm distracted, like, I'm not present, but I'm also just snappy and grouchy. I still get it like that now. Like, you think about this, when you're distracted... Um, it's hard to focus on anything, never mind on the stuff that makes you happy. But what I found was that if I'm checking my phone and the kids want my attention, which let's face it,
1: it's with hard Nina, if you're trying it's a to lot do, of the time. It's when you're trying to do more than one thing at the same time, yeah. you end up snappy and you, ended up, yeah. you end up doing both yeah. things shit. And yeah. I remember that doing that, particularly I struggled when, when the kids were younger and I was kind of, half working from home, half yeah. looking after the kids. Yeah. I felt like I was doing everything a little yeah. bit. You're chic. not really
0: giving anything you your full attention. You're not doing yeah. a
1: great job at work. Yeah. You're not doing a great job of being a parent. Yeah. And, and your head your head is just not, is, is all over the yeah, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're snapping It's like the spreading kid,
0: yourself thin, pissed right? Pissed
1: off at the work yeah. because... <laughs> It's getting in the way. Of, yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I suppose you
0: either. never fully committed it either. No. Like, I was shit, like.
1: Sitting in the shit zone.
0: I, I, all the you're time. not black. You're not in the black zone. You're not in the white zone. You're in the fucking grey zone and, or the brown zone. And you never mm-hmm. get fuck all done. Um. What I will say is that I, I remember reading something. In fact, I might have even wrote it, which was Imagine your kid. Wanting your attention and you can't give them it because you're looking at your phone. This is something that I still I get guilty about now. It's that you basically you're your kid's hero, and you snap at them because they're pulling you away from what are essentially well, you're strangers. Giving them, you're giving them on the other side of your phone
1: that screen. Whatever's more on your phone is more important yeah. than them, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. and
0: that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's a hard thing to get over. So I suppose I don't know what made me. Do you know what made me go on holiday without my phone? I was in a program called Strategic Coach which is excellent for a while. And they gave me this concept of a free day. I've got one tomorrow and I haven't had one for a little. In fact, it's been a week since I had <laughs> one, but I've been a little bit slack with it. I? Yeah, so tomorrow I've got a free day and a free day was the concept of every week having a day, whether it was a weekend or not. I prefer to do it on a Wednesday breaks up my week, lovely for rest and recovery and letting my brain relax a little bit. They had the concept of 24 hours with no work, no talking about work, no emails, um, et cetera, et cetera. No social media for work. Et cetera, et cetera. No thinking about work, which is fucking. That's impossible. Yeah. It's like going into a titty bar, not looking at the tits. <laughs> not that I've been to one, Leslie. <laughs> Leslie, oh, yeah. no, I want like to do that. That time that, in Vegas. That time in Vegas. No, we didn't actually go to a titty bar in Vegas. Okay. One time, right. We went. I'm going to tell you this one. One time we went to a titty bar in um, Hollywood with Krebsy and Luca, and uh, Luca. Paid for private dance of the biggest, <laughs> tallest girl,
1: tallest of, or biggest, t- not
0: a big tallest girl <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, she could have played like power forward for the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> she was that, I hope he's listening in. Yeah, and honestly, even now, and here's the one thing we did as well. Uh, but you still
1: giving me, we hadn't we drank did. much,
0: and on the way home from the strip club, yeah. <laughs>
1: In America, he strip club. Eagle.
0: No, in, no, that was the time you were stoned. But this in America, strip clubs are quite. A, for me, they're not a big thing in England. Like South Shields doesn't have one. There's like one in Newcastle. Sunderland doesn't have one, so we don't no, really it's have not one. A big thing but in America, it's a big thing, right? Anyway, on the way back from the club, uh, Luca had to stop the car. He puked up all over the side of the pavement. Then he got his nickname, Puka. Oh. So if you're listening, Puka horse of all, don't think I've forgotten about that. Anywho, what was I talking about here? No oh, we've... not having. Saying, having your phone on and saying, I'm not going to check my emails. I'm not going to look at Facebook. I'm not going to look at Instagram. I'm not going to look at LinkedIn. For me, that's impossible. For me personally, that's impossible. So I made the decision for that 24 hours to go with no phone. And it was weird at first, wasn't it? Because yeah. you couldn't, you're um, like, how do I contact you? Well, yeah.
1: yeah, it was. But I think also you felt like your arm had been chopped off, didn't you? You, what, was you, weird. Get, you get so used to it. Yeah. When you're standing waiting. Waiting, you, I... Getting even your phone just like, out. Like,
0: even just a break-in conversation, yeah. you'd be checking your phone. Like, what am I like in a meeting? I'm like, I might need to check my phone? Mm-hmm. But before I was what carrying are you
1: checking
0: for I don't <laughs> even know. There was, before I was coming back from Cafe Nero with three coffees and a carrier <laughs> bag, and my phone went off, and I couldn't check it. Honestly, my hands were fucking itching to check my phone. Anyway, so I added that concept of that, and it was weird at first because I couldn't contact anyone. The worst part was I didn't know the time. Yeah. <laughs> I Never know what the time was, so i will be late for picking the kids up, and that—that that was before I had a Fitbit. But I found that whole process like life-changing. It felt like, do you know, when you plug your phone in when it's dead, that's what I felt like every Wednesday when I did yeah. that. And the cool piece of it is that I want to add in is that people are like I can't do it; I'm too busy. What it forced me to do is I looked. Do you know before you go on holiday, even if you take your phone that week your productivity's through the roof because you've yes. got urgency because you're going on holiday. Mm-hmm. It's like a Christmas. You're always really productive. For a lot sure of guys, before the tax returns due. Before yeah. your tax returns due or your some reports are due, your urgency's through the roof so your productivity's high so you're not watching fucking YouTube videos of cats playing the piano mm-hmm. or old grandmas doing crazy shit. That's what Max was watching last night. So my productivity started, Monday and Tuesday, it started to become like super productive and Leslie used to hate it on a Thursday because I'd come back and me, me ideas would be nuts just because I'd had a day away from my phone so it felt like a yeah. recharge for me
1: I used to come back with like 20 emails can uh, you yeah. yeah. Can, can you do this, you do this? can, you do, can you do this what
0: about this idea what about that <laughs> I'm still like that now by the way and Leslie's always been great but for do you t- think
1: that is because when you're when you've got the time to sit back it's like when our, we, your best ideas come in the in shower in the shower or there.
0: having a shit when you're not yeah.
1: actually thinking about all the yeah. kiosks you, yeah, that's when you get your best ideas. And having night, that downtime, yeah, is actually yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. creativity, creativity, yeah, Frees up your create. And I think I saw something last night. I was watching this TV show, and this guy said to another guy, "Just said eyes up." This guy was lacking confidence, and he said, get, "Just get your eyes up." And I think that's what happens sometimes when you're so busy, your head's down all the time. Yeah, working, work head down, ass up.
1: You can't see the wood for the trees. Yeah, can you? yeah, you're yeah. yeah. So it- when I have
0: my free day, there's actually nothing to look down at. <laughs> And then, for, I can't even remember what it was, but I was like, do you know what? I'm going to try doing this for a week. My record's two weeks. That was hard, by the way. Is
1: that when we are in, in Thailand? Thailand. When am in
0: Thailand. But my record, uh, the week thing, again, it's hard not checking your phone when you're on holiday because you think something's going to go wrong. But I'm going to drop a little bomb right now that you might not like. If you can't do that, do you have a fucking business? Probably not. You probably have a job that you disguise as a business that you have yet no sick pay and holiday pay for. Because, if you listen, if I can't do that, if I can't take just a few days away from my phone, I haven't really got a business. And if I have, and I've got a team, the team's shit. Mm. Yeah, that's a big shout-out to my team, by the way, Catherine and Mac, what are you saying?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're doing this with Mac not here. He's proved that he's disposable, by the way.
1: <laughs> no, he hasn't. When you are panicking about that video over oh, the weekend, I, you're I, like, I, oh, I, my it's, God, where's Mac? He's
0: actually, Mac right now is fucking indisposable. So let's say uh, I would edit that bit out, but I don't know how, <laughs> without giving it a Mac, funny enough. Yeah, so so we did this um, this whole concept of a, a free week. And it made me, and it's amazing because you think you haven't got time to do it. You think you couldn't do it. But once I committed to it, I kind of forced myself to do it. Because either side of that, I had to create the systems and the processes, the automation, the systemization. That's a big word, isn't it? Isn't it? Automation, systemization. And by, by the way, when I first did this, I didn't really have a team. No. I used to just send some email autoresponders. I'd have Facebook ads running. I don't set up automated. Cross my
1: fingers and hope everything hope went all everything right. Hope everything goes all right
0: and then come back. And the reality is, right, nothing's going to, your business isn't going to fall apart that, by taking a week off. What's the worst off. that can happen? Exactly. i will have a lot of PTs listen to this, actually. Yeah. And it's not, the podcast isn't aimed at PTs. Somebody
1: might get pissed off because they sent you an email that you haven't replied to.
0: Well, listen, I said this before I went this time. I said, you know what? Right now, we've probably got more clients than we've ever had in the pro- in my various programs. More we're helping more people than we've ever helped. Even if somebody, if someone can't allow me to go on holiday for a week, they're not a good fit. They're a fucking shit they're client. Not a
1: good client I a good was good saying
0: to someone the other day, it means they've got no respect for my time, mm-hmm. no respect for. And what you got to remember as a business, you're the fucking catch. Particularly if anybody that's a coach offers a serve, whatever it is, you're the catch. You're the best at what you do. You got to have that belief, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, listen, if you don't want to work with me because I've gone on holiday for a week with my family to spend time with my family. You don't respect my time. You don't respect my family's time. You don't respect my, my self-care. Yeah. So essentially, you can eat shit <laughs> <laughs> and go somewhere else. And you might be thinking, well, that's easy for you to say, Paul. Well, it is easy for me to say, but that's only because I've put the systems, the automation, the delegation in place for me to do that. Now, this is not a brag, by the way. It's actually advice. Mm-hmm. Start with the one day and it'll change your life. It will change your entire fucking life. It'll free up time. And actually, when I spend too much time on my phone, I feel it in my body. Yeah, my neck sore, my shoulder sore. Um, so my body tells me. But honestly, it'll change your fucking life. And again, the thing is, it forced me to level up my business. It forced me to level up my organization, which is huge. It forced me to level up my planning, my team, my systemization. So so it's a huge deal. Um, on the why no phone I've just, I've just looked at my notes there. Why no phone? Well, for me, I can say do it. I can say, here's how we did it. And I won't lie to you, the week before and the week after are still, even though we've got a team, even though our systems automation processes are world-class, it's still a bit of a cluster for either side. Yeah. It's still, the week before is, especially this time,
1: well, because we had a big event. Yeah, we had two, two big days, events. Two days before as well. So it wasn't just getting yeah. ready to go on holiday for a week. Yeah. It was getting ready yeah. for the event. And then um, But, the, I mean, it's worth it. You just have to go eat shit sometimes to get you through it, you? have to eat shit. You? And
0: if you have to eat shit, I always say it, don't fucking nibble. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not like what people think is that I just leave people hanging. I don't. My guys still get trainings. My staff still get what they need. We give them a briefing before we go. I just automate and systemize it all. I'm not just disappearing for a week and letting people like run my fucking business for me. I'm prepping them. I'm organizing them. I'm I'm setting expectations. I'm making agreements with what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. When can you contact me? Hey, what
1: makes you think? Right. Hi. What? So, why do you feel like you need to go cold turkey with it? Like for for me. So when we when we yeah. go on holiday, yeah, I check over. my emails once a day. <laughs> so. Why, why do you think, for some people, that that's not a good option? And you personally, why do you feel like you personally have to go completely cold turkey? That's a
0: great question, you know. It's like, I don't, I tend to struggle a bit with moderation, as you know. <laughs> you may figure that. You might have figured that out in the last 20 years. <laughs> do you know what's funny? Someone asked me, Jade Alexander, a friend of mine, James Smith's mate, tall white friend, I think they call him. He asked me, he said, well, how do you take photos and that? I said, well, believe it or not, My wife. Has a phone. <laughs>
1: That's why there's never any photos of me on holiday. It is, it is. It is. And it's funny. I I'm said, the actually, one with the phone taking
0: the phone. I remember I've been back from holidays before and I haven't got any photos because we. sometimes you haven't bothered. Why do I think that is? I think it's because I'm either all in or I'm all out with a lot of things. That's why it took me so long to start this podcast. Yeah. I was like, do you know what? If I'm going to fucking do it, I'm going to do it properly. So
1: I tell you why I think it is? Why? I think it's because if you check your emails on the morning yeah. and you've got shit to deal with, then yeah. it's on your mind all day.
0: Yeah, I carry that energy. In carry the day. Well, let's like, think about this. When I'm at home, I don't even check my emails first thing in the morning. I do all that shit before because yeah. I want to put my state in a good place. Um, and also, I'm like, listen, I'm either on holiday or I'm at work. And I don't like even, listen, this is one of the reasons why I do all them calls on a Monday. I, I, I like the concept of time chunking, which is putting all the same activities together. Like we could essentially do two or three podcasts today. Yeah. Right. That's what we've done in the past. Let's not do a podcast a day. Let's do fucking 17 in one day. Right. <laughs> and, and that just works better for me as a concept because it means I can stay. I think people call it like flow. Yeah. I'm in the podcast flow or I'm in. I tend to write a lot of e- emails in one go. I still need to write one. I just remember that now. Just remember, I need not right one for my ladies. And the ladies will notice. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you ladies that notice all this shit. Um, but I think we just get into a flow, and I'm like, either I'm on holiday or I'm at work. I think...
1: Do you know what I is, think you think It's different with? when
0: it's my real... It's my fucking baby, do you know what I mean?
1: Mm, I think you struggle with... So, for example, when I'm on holiday, I'll go into my emails, and I'll check there's nothing urgent, and I'm really happy to leave the ones that yes. aren't on urgent yes. until, until I get back. Yes. But I think you really struggle with... Everything's urgent. Leaving, leaving <laughs> things, don't you? You're yeah. like, oh my god, if it's not dealt with now, it's yes. like you carry the well, energy that it's yeah. undone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't you? And
0: listen, let's face it as well. I get a lot of shit online, so if I seen that on holiday, I'd just be like, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd have to. Fuck, I'd probably go after them. I don't know. I think it's just like, and again, I think the 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 benefits of not taking it have just outweighed taking it and checking emails for an hour a day because you got to exactly. consider. I get a lot of emails. I think for you,
1: you're right. Like yeah. for 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 a lot of people it's it's essential isn't
0: it yeah Um, i can't be fully committed to relaxing when i'm also checking my shit Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and it's it's i think the benefits for me are full relaxation fully present with my kids not with my kids but mentally in my emails Mm -hmm. because that's what i do i'm still mentally there yeah it's not like i'm with you sitting around the pool which we can now do (laughs)
1: which which is amazing
0: this is probably the first holiday we've actually been able to get a fucking tan Without, we used to even last year, <laughs> even February, we used to have to set a timer for who could read the book. Ridic- well, right, you've got I ten minutes to read your book now.
1: Because although our kids were like, that can go in the pool, like, yeah, Leslie's oh, paranoid as oh, oh, well, fuck. Last year I was. Even though they, they can both swim and have been able to swim strongly for ages, yeah. I still wanted my eyes on them when when in the pool, so I wouldn't read my book. I wouldn't put my eyes down off my book. Literally
0: sit. You wouldn't even sit down?
1: I know. Sit on the well, edge of the pool? Say, right, well, you have 15 minutes reading your book, and I'll watch them, and then we'll swap over.
0: Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> Pathetic, crazy. isn't it? Yeah, but, it's crazy.
1: But this year, we didn't do that. Nah. We literally just. Nah.
0: So if I'm sitting around the pool with you, I can't have, like, what am I going to pose on Facebook in the back of my mind? I wonder who's commented on me Instagram in the back of my mind. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. And I think creativity-wise, it's amazing. But really, it forces me to level up my business as well. And relaxation-wise, it's on a different planet. So people talk about switching off. I don't think I ever really switch off. And I don't think most people that do what I do, not just self-employed men, tend to not be able to switch off. But I also think that that's okay. The problem happens when you think you have to switch off. So my whole thing is, the only time my brain really switches off is when I'm asleep. And even then, it's still processing shit. Like, that's a fact. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, the problems start with the switching off thing when you think you're supposed to. And I'm going to throw something quite controversial in the mix here. Self-employed people have a creative mindset. And I've said this all of the time when we're going to talk about anxiety on flights and all these meltdowns and fucking digestives and MK Don's on a flight. We'll talk about that in a second. I think self-employed people especially are problem solvers. We're high level problem solvers, creative as fuck. So that we can't just switch off like what I'd call, I'm going to say the word normal.
1: That's me. I'm a normal person. Like I can switch off. Normal.
0: Yeah. Leslie's normal so she can switch (laughs) off. Right. Abnormal people. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking aliens. (laughs) Like we can't, we don't necessarily have this ability to switch off because we're creative. The mind's always looking for problems to solve and actually looking for progress, a high-level problem-solving tool. That's why you're self-employed. People who do jujitsu are creative as fuck usually as well because you're solving problems constantly. So on holiday, I'm not switched off completely, but I'll be not worried about it. I'll be like, that's why I read so much. Like I'll get through two books easily on holiday. That's why I, you notice this. You know what's like on holiday? I always have to be doing something. Mm-hmm. What we're doing next? I've got like this.
1: Got honestly, like I have an itinerary list. in the back so, of my yeah. head.
0: So well, I'm I was talking not... to Tyson about this. We were talking about this because he does the same. He makes a list, and then he's, he said to me how many of those things do you do. I'm like, well, none, <laughs> none. But if I have the list, my mind's been. Well, so... I mean,
1: even on holiday, you're like, right. Well, we'll get up and I'll do me planner, and then we'll go for breakfast, and yeah. then we'll do this. Then, I'll, then I'll go
0: for me. Then that. I'll do me ten thousand steps then and eat twenty we'll four seven. Yeah. Then will then I'll sit around the pool and then I'll have a dip. And then I'll read, and then I'll do some note. T- then I'll do some note taking. Then I'll highlight some things in the book. And then will
1: Literally, some people would then, then I'll would Drive some wimp, some wives yeah. mad, wouldn't they? But that's <laughs> how
0: I get my relaxation, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Like that's for me. That is how I get my relaxation because it's almost. You think about this. I'm just organizing my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm just organizing my thoughts. Sometimes writing that list solves the problem for me.
1: Because you do, do you think it's because you don't like being uncertain? You're lost.
0: Nah, you like being. Un- I do well with uncertainty. I do well with uncertainty. That's why I've been able to take such fucking mad risks. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I do well with it. Yeah. I think what I like is, what I like is, is it certainty? What I like is, you got to think about this. If I'm highly, I wouldn't say I'm highly organized, but to do what I do, I have to have some plan and strategy. That's all I'm doing. Mm. It's a strategy for chilling. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's weird. Like trying to go from someone that's got to, it's, it's strategic as fuck every day. Everything that I do is really strategic, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's off the cuff. Like today I've got like notes that I actually can't even read. Never I'm mind, Leslie. Really it's just some ideas, yeah. but I have some strategy to know that we're going to do a podcast today that you've got to pick the kids up at half one from surfing mm-hmm. that I'm going to come with you. So I have to be done. But what I'm saying is that my way, that's just me organizing my thoughts and it's a strategy for just being able to chill, knowing where my mind's going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So onto that, right? We talked about this on holiday. we noticed that. And again, what I want you to consider is I'm not really judging people here. I just want you to give you some insight into why we don't drink much anyway, but we don't drink on holiday ever.
1: We don't do it. Nah. No.
0: Nah. And I, not- I say this, and every time I go on holiday, I mention it and I'm thinking, because you do, when you're on the pool and you're on holiday at the same time, where people, let's face it, every fucker people watches. You're kind of like, oh, there's them that keep stealing me fucking sunbed. There's them with the naughty kids. <laughs> There's them who had an argument last night because they're not even <laughs> sitting next to each other at breakfast today. Um and, and but I notice how much people fucking drink. I think it's because it's been an issue for me in the past. I notice how much people drink. Well, we and never, I always think they can't be having a good fucking time, surely. We surely. never
1: drank on holiday since we had <sighs> the kids. And even before then, we're never really Have we never drank on holiday? I think the thought of having being on holiday with two kids and I'm hungover and being hungover and not having me mum go, mum, come <laughs> and get the kids. I'm dying. Yeah. Um, it's just like. that's Well, I why just we think don't... even
0: when people haven't got kids, I'm just thinking. Well, I don't want my kids to see me pissed. Really, it's not. Yeah, no. It's not really a thing for me. I don't Can want to you be hungover. That
1: time, yeah, and you had, um, a vodka or on the flight. Uh, was, was once out. I
0: went to Dubai. Once I went to Dubai, <laughs> and that's my that's our favorite place to go. Dubai, and funny enough. You guys listening, we just got an email this morning. I'm going for my 40th birthday at the Atlantis. is my favourite place. I'm taking my mum and dad. I'm very excited about it. And we got an email this morning saying the flight's being cancelled. Again, my heart broke a little bit, but we've managed to reboot it. But we'll have to drive to Manchester. So we'll have to, we'll have to, Um. maybe we'll have a little trip to Manchester. Yeah. Yeah? Um. Anyway. Oh, it's like a really early flight as well, isn't it? Fuck it. We'll go the day before. Anyway. So on the flight to Manchester. I get, for some reason I was like, let's have a little vodka. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to have a little vodka here. One of them little tiny little bottles. And my son was looking at me. He was like, dad, that stinks. Dad, that stinks. And he looked at me he was like, dad, are you drunk? <laughs> it's like me, I've only had a fucking sip, man. I totally you know. freaked out. And it's not, again, it's not that I'm judging people. It's just that I look at people. I'm like, i go on holiday for two reasons. One, it's a bit of a reward for hard work and it's a rest from hard work recovery. But also, I heard Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach, has the same, which is like rest just isn't just a reward for hard work, and you shouldn't treat it so. Why are you looking at me hand? Because it keeps on moving. And with your <laughs> Listen, if I didn't have hands, I couldn't talk me. And 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 um, and he said that rest isn't just a reward for hard work; it's a prerequisite for exceptional performance. So what I'm seeing here is the other side of my holiday. I know that I've got some big shit to do. I've got some big shit to do. So for me, I'm like. I don't want to go home. Surely, when you've been drinking for a week, you must go home feeling
1: worse. Well, that's the thing. We consider a holiday to be recharging your batteries, yes. don't you? Yeah, it's, re- it's and I don't. Sometimes ca- you go on holiday and you're literally empty, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. And well, you- I was this time. Fuck me, I couldn't if, even talk. If you then go on holiday, I mean, we quite we already when we're not on holiday look after our health quite well, yeah. don't we? Yeah. We eat well, eat fairly well. Listen, we don't you have to. We don't drink, and if we're empty. Off that yeah. when we go, can you can you yeah. imagine how we would feel? Yeah, 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 If we were, yeah, 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 were drinking yeah, yeah. the whole time, yeah. I think you know what I think. Leslie, when we right, came back,
0: this wasn't part of the podcast. But I think for a lot of people, they just forget what feeling good feels like. They forgot what feeling good feels like because mm. I think we drink. We'll have a drink. We'll have a decent time. We'll be hungover Monday and Tuesday. Again, this is going to depend one hundred percent on your fucking age, no doubt about it. Yeah, J-, J-, J was talking to James Smith about this. He was like, "Mate, once I got a thirty, me hungover, me hangovers were different level." Mm-hmm. But I'm like, Monday and Tuesday, you're still a little bit fucked. You, you don't train. You eat a little bit shit because you still feel a little bit like shit. You're still dehydrated, really. That's yeah. people's problem. And then by the time you get a Friday, you're like, oh, I made it I've through munched. the week. <laughs> and then I've it's like, munched. oh, I fucking deserve a drink. Yeah. And then you just repeat that cycle. So I think that's what happens to a lot of people when on am on holiday. And again, I'm not judging. I'm not judging at all. I haven't got an issue with it. But maybe if you're sick of feeling like shit, if your mood's up and down, if you're always tired, if you're not making any progress in your life, maybe this is something you need to look at. Like a booze-free holiday could change your entire fucking life. Again, if you want to have a fucking piss up on holiday, I haven't got a problem with that. But you're here listening to me for a reason. You respect my opinion, hopefully. Or you laugh at my jokes or something like that. Or you wanted to hear what what it's like to be married to a fucking lunatic. <laughs> but That's but, I'm, right. like, but I'm like, But I'm like, listen, one big bit. Of, someone asked me yesterday what was the biggest thing that happened for you. What's the biggest thing that's made the biggest difference to your recovery from all your shit? I said, probably getting a handle on boozing and sniffing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not fucking perfect, but a, wee, a booze-free holiday, I'm telling you right now, has the ability, I'm even thinking this, I've never even thought about this before, just a week on holiday in the sun, don't worry about what you're eating, get some walks in, get some naps in, some nights, because you're not going to stay up late if you're not boozing. Mm-hmm. Like Imagine how fucking great you would feel when you came back. Like you then have because I think what'll happen is you'll have a week away, then you come back and then you've survived the week back, which I think's fucking insanity, and then you just drink again.
1: Yeah, like, I, I don't mean, want to make that, this too
0: much about booze, but again, what I will say is, I mean,
1: that holiday blues feeling anyway is. Oh
0: it, well, actually, I don't. We don't. I don't get no, it that much. So I'm excited
1: people, to go back to work, yeah, and I think but that's because you've had a rest.
0: It's because of a, yeah, isn't yeah, it?
1: it's yeah. It's because you've had a. And rest I remember the and two weeks in Thailand then.
0: after ten days. I was ready. You were ready. I was ready. I was like, fuck. I'm, it was almost like I'd been, I'd been like, like reborn. That's, that's the fucking shittest thing I've ever said. <laughs> that is the most American thing I've ever fucking said. The rebirth of Paul Mould. Oh my God. Apologies to our American friends, but that is a super fucking was- young. I'm like a young fucking Tony Robbins mush. So anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is like that could, I'm excited to go again because I've had the rest because I haven't had my phone. And I'm just fucking good to go again. So that could be a life changing thing for you, that the no booze thing. And and again, a big reason why is, is I think this is huge. I've got a mission. Mm -hmm. I've got a mission. And I think that if you do want to get a handle on your booze, and you've got to give, you've got to find something that you give more of a fuck about. It's why I've seen so many guys change their lives just by signing up for a charity boxing match. They're like, and I've, I've cornered, I must've cornered 60 or 70 people in these matches. And no one wants to show up and get the shit beaten out of them in front of their friends and family. So people will start, not everyone. I've seen a guy have a line of coke before a fight. No shit, because he needed energy. I'm saying, mate, don't you worry about when that fucking bell goes, you will have enough energy, trust me. But yeah, I think that um that having something that you give a shit about is, is a big way to be like, no, I'm not drinking because I want to feel good for that.
1: Like, think and about I that. Think we also- had two weeks.
0: We had two hard weeks to start a lockdown in the, in May where we drank for two weeks in a row. And I was like, why am I doing this? It's not like me that. Two weeks in a fucking row, which.
1: Well, the first week was my birthday, wasn't it?
0: No, I think it was a week before your birthday. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. I couldn't wait. Yeah, that's right.
0: And we looked at it. I'm like, the two weeks, the, probably the month around that, I just found hard. I mean, I was working my ass off. I wasn't I think training. It was
1: really difficult. I think, obviously, it, it, the lock, it was the, the very beginning of May. No. Yeah. Um. But actually, the first week that we drank was the last week in April. Was it? And I think that was really the hardest time of lockdown because it was kind of.
0: But it wasn't really a lockdown at the start, was it? No, but that it wasn't was like not, a lucky window, was it, it? It was
1: like literally like what completely locked down at that stage. Yeah. But was that why you weren't was supposed to leave the no house? And that yeah. you're only allowed in your garden. There was no end in sight. Neither yeah. it was like. Yeah. It was really hard, and yeah. there was a lot of uncertainty about. I mean, like about.
0: Hey, isn't it weird that I'm making a big deal of drinking two weeks in a row? Isn't that really weird Mm that, but that shows you how much of a handle I've been able to get on it. But the the reason I'm saying this is, is because there was two things that we did to get a handle on it. Again, I'm not sure whether it was my way of dealing with the stress of lockdown because I didn't really feel the stress of lockdown, but what I have to have as a man, I've never been a woman, so I don't know, you can (laughs) tell me, I have to have something to look forward to. Every day, I think,
1: I think every day, one question I ask is need to have something, something to look
0: forward to. forward to. Yeah, something to get excited about, something in the future to look forward to and not just dread. So, normally for me, I wouldn't drink on a Friday because it would be like cinema, I'd be looking forward to going to the cinema that week,
1: well, you looking forward to going out for forward, food. Didn't, well, yeah. was it, you, but, but during lockdown, there was nothing No, nothing to do. to
0: do, and even As even a on a weekend. yeah, even like a, a consequence of not drinking or consequence of drinking would be I've got jujitsu in the morning. I'm rolling jujitsu in the morning. I've got boxing in the morning. I've got a train in the morning. That wasn't there either. So there was almost no accountability not to drink either. So there's two little tips for you. Listen, if you want to get a handle on your booze and you've got to have something else to look forward to, because let's face it, we drink because it makes us feel better. And guess what? I'm going to admit this. It's fun as fuck. It's fun as fuck for a bit, isn't it? It's fun as fuck for a little bit. It is. It's fun as fuck for a little bit. And guess what else it is? Not only does it make you feel better, it's fun as fuck for a little bit. It's also really easy. Mm -hmm. It's easy. Like if you don't have a reason not to drink, why wouldn't you? Like, I, Honestly, I'm not even joking there. Like if you don't have a reason not to drink, no reason at all not to drink. So there's no consequence. There's no, um, forfeit. There's no, dro- you don't Sounds see like that.
1: Yeah, it, it does.
0: It does. It does. But, but I'm going to go the opposite of that. If you, if you, if there's no real drawback, in not boozing. If there's no real negative, if there's no disadvantages, if there's no kind of, yeah, if there's no consequence to it, like why wouldn't you? Mm. Do you know what I mean?
1: So what are you are saying? Create your own You have
0: to create.
1: consequence.
0: Yeah. You have to have, there has to be, you have to see the negatives. You have to see the drawbacks. You have to create the drawbacks. That's what I hadn't created. And also, around that, if you guys want to get, I've got, I, I created an audio book. Shameless plug this. Three fucking quid. Maybe four. Go to nselfsabotagebook.com and I'll teach you how to really get a handle on your boozing. But essentially what I'm saying is he has that. One thing you've got to do is create something to look forward to. So you've got to replace the booze with something to look forward to. And then you've got to have something also that means there's a drawback. Yeah. Like a mission. Something to, something to get your teeth into. Something that you can't afford to be hungover for.
1: I think for me, like obviously I, um, I'm i training always and always have a goal with regards to me training and which keeps on moving forward the better you get. yeah. When I... When we didn't drink on holiday, for example, we, I mean, on ho- when we were on holiday, we didn't drink, we mm. ate well mm-hmm. and we trained. Um, yeah, I trained three times.
0: Yeah, I did too. I fucking hated it.
1: <laughs> the thought of all that hard work, yes, getting yes. messed up in yeah. a week, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what drives me. Yeah, to yeah, think, yeah. I'm thinking, like, well, I could mess, I could go back six weeks here yeah. if I don't. And let's face it you, you could literally in a, a week in a you week, could go back, back, six, back weeks, six, you're right. six weeks you're right so that's the consequence for me also
0: do you know this is the first holiday I haven't yeah well mm-hmm. I thought I had I came back I was 79.9 before I went away and I worked my ass off hence I was able to post a picture in uh, Budgie Smugglers which is really cool nice Um, but I came back and I was 83 kilos I was like what the fuck but then I was 80 point something within a couple of days so clearly I just needed a couple of big shits <laughs> I was like that
1: because well, I was like it was water retention you, well that nah, wasn't
0: water retention Alex wouldn't let me get away with that but I'm thinking like
1: that's a woman that's surely a woman's is it
0: is it surely you can't be like surely you can't gain three kilos of fat that have took me fucking four months to get off in a week but clearly it was just a big shit it was, I think it was just three kilos of pita bread <laughs> Think, it
1: was that meal last, because it. I was huge. That The G-Ross?
0: Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it must have been that, uh, the G-Ross. It was the G-Ross that got me, that put all that weight back on me. Um, So let's, that's, I think we've covered enough about booze there, right? I do. Yeah.
1: I think one of the things that you wanted to talk about is I can remember one of your clients very recently saying like, I hate going on holiday with my family. Yeah. It's really stressful. Yeah. Because and, and you're can, trying to be
0: at work and be.
1: I can remember thinking when our kids, were young yeah it was really difficult to go on holiday yeah. and I think what one thing that men particularly I mean it's not like a sexist <laughs> thing or anything but yes. I remember when I like when I wasn't really working when our kids were really yes. young and I was literally looking after the kids 24 yes. 7 yes and you would go out to work and you well I was really, probably hiding
0: in the fucking bedroom with the curtains didn't closed most you really of the
1: time. have an, any idea no. what life was You're like right. at home with two You're kids right. uh, yeah. and then you go on holiday and you're submerged in Do you, in know? Do you Twenty know what you're saying here? Yeah. With the kids. And it's like, fuck, like, this is not fun. Yeah. And that's, thing, that's what, what, you're what men yeah. struggle with. And then you're... they struggle with the guilt yeah. of the fact that they don't like and it. And the wife
0: has to do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're it's, like,
1: fuck, like, yeah. I can't. And that makes them feel shit. And I think there's nothing that you can really do with that. Other than yeah. make them realize that that's It's awful. okay.
0: But I think it exposes men a lot of the time. So when I said at the start of lockdown, I think a lot of relationships were exposed. Like yeah. people actually realizing that they don't like the person that they live with, but they don't see them enough normally. Yeah. So for two hours on a night watching fucking Netflix, is that that's it normally, maybe the weekend together. But suddenly they're spending 24 hours of the day together and they're thinking, fuck me, you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Fuck me, my kids are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me, my kids are a pain in the arse. Yeah, but I think that, yeah, I think that it's also because... A couple of things that I onto that with holidays The stressful because of that because you're not used to seeing it. Two, because you fucking state shit, yeah. you're, the way you feel fucked mentally, physically, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Then you're boozing. Course you're gonna be course it's gonna be stressful. It's hard to make good decisions. Almost impossible to make good decisions and handle difficulties. I will say yeah. handle challenges when you feel like shit. Trust me, when you feel great. Like challenges are on challenges. Like I only get triggered by someone telling me to kill myself when I'm tired. Yeah. If I'm feeling good,
1: it goes well, over your head. It goes
0: on my head. It's like what are off a duck's back, as I say <laughs> here. What are <laughs> off a duck's back? That is water off a duck's back. For you guys that aren't from South Shields, yeah. So states t- one, but two, it's stressful because you're trying to work as well. Yeah. You're trying to work as well. You're checking your emails. You're answering calls. And for me, sometimes I think you know. If you want to get a handle on that form thing and that work thing, just set boundaries. Some uh, I spoke to a guy, uh, Chris Tibbetts. He's in Elite X this morning. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned his full name because he might have someone listening. But he said he's building out a coaching business right now. He's just been made redundant from his job, building out a coaching business. He's a high level, executive level coach, like world class. He'll be world class. He just left a very highly paid job at a huge company, world class at coaching and consulting. And he said, Paul. I notice how many clients you got have and the different levels of programs you got. How do you handle all the demands of all those different people? He like, said, because no offense to the guys in this program compared to this program, like how do you deal with the demands? I said, I just set boundaries. You don't get to text me if you're in this program, you don't get my personal number. And that sounds big-headed, but it's not. It's just the the, the thing that I'm saying here is it's just about boundaries. If I'm like, like if I was on holiday. Even if I took my phone, Matt, the guys would know not to text me. Yeah, the They'd know that it was okay to test you at certain times, but only in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? It's almost like with any of this, it's just about setting boundaries. I think Yeah. like, no, I'm not going to reply to that text. No, I'm gonna, not going to check my phone. And like, I've got this new challenge right now. I'm actually failing fucking miserably. at, And I'm struggling with it of, spending less time on my phone because I know that I have a slight addiction to it. I know that, it, especially right now with the podcast doing what it's doing, the way my profile's going, yeah. the way that we're, we're these companies reaching out to me, wanting to send me free shit. There's a hint. If you want to send me some free shit, I'm, I love getting free shit, by the way. I love it. <laughs> it if companies like choose any of this, I'm like like send me whatever. I remember the first time, actually this is totally off topic, but I got, when I was at IFS speaking in Barcelona, the first company that sent me free stuff, two companies were a cheese company.
1: Oh, I, I think they're called remember that.
0: Uh, Lean Cheese. Lean Cheese? Was
1: it dairy free? I no, it was the kids, low calorie, was, low fat cheese, one.
0: low fat cheese and underpants, smuggling duds they were called. So yeah. I basically got sent cheesy underpants for my first free. So if you want to send me free stuff, that's cool. Um, but my profile right now, it's difficult not to want to check the messages, not to check where you're not, not to check your emails, not check where you're at in the podcast chart because you're after that. What I'm after is a fucking dopamine hit, really.
1: Exactly. That's or sometimes it a fight. <laughs> well, I say it to you sometimes, what are you looking for? Yeah. What, like you're, Just looking you're for smiling, the next dopamine hit, like, the, next, pra- the next bit
0: of praise. yeah, The next bit of praise from somebody. Mm-hmm. So I've got this challenge where I'm doing, I'm trying to do no phone between 8 p.m. and 8 a.m. And I tell you what, on the days where I've managed it, it's been fucking phenomenal. I've realised how much time I've got. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's phenomenal. So let's, what, what I want to touch on now, is there anything else you want to add on the boozing thing? Not on
1: boozing. Because
0: you've had to experience, you've experienced fucking, I mean, we'll talk. but we'll probably talk about this in a future podcast on the boozing thing and handling me and that. But what I want to talk about is, because I get asked about this flight thing all the time. I've got a famous story about when I was travelling to my friend Krebs' wedding in,
1: where was it again?
0: Syracuse, co- Syracuse, new York, York, upstate like New York. So it was two, it was three flights actually. I had to fly Newcastle Heathrow, which was fine. I had to wait around for ages, and then fly Heathrow Chicago, then Chicago to Syracuse. So I'm on this flight to um, Chicago, obviously business class, because Leslie and the kids weren't there. Business <laughs> <laughs> class, but expenses, and. I watched this film. And it was like Molly and Me or something, right? And then I was have... The, i think I spoke about this. I spoke about this recently, so forgive me if I've already told the story on my podcast. But I had this. Um, it was like a, a family-style movie, and I was like, "Oh, I have to text the kids. I have to ring the kids now." And I couldn't, and I started panicking. I hope everything's okay at home. Fuck! I've got another four hours in this flight, and I'm fucking stomping. You know what I'm like. Mm-hmm. Start stomping around business class, sweating me ass off, and just fucking panicking. And then the 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 Cabin crew come over. You're all right. I'm like, actually, no, I'm not. I'm having a fucking, I think I'm having a panic attack. Never really had one. I think I'm having a fucking panic attack. They're like, come on, go, sit down over here. And obviously I knew a bit about anxiety back then. This is like 2016, maybe 2015. And I knew a bit about anxiety then. And then she, she's like, are you okay? I said, I know what you're trying to do. Tell me about your family. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to distract me, aren't you? You're trying to, it's not working. I feel anxious. And I'm going, Phew. I was like, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. She said, listen. Have you got any medical conditions? This pissed me right off. I said, yeah, I've, uh, I'm diagnosed bipolar. She said, and I've had this twice now. Are oh, you feeling violent? <laughs> I think I think you've got it's the fuck. disgraceful. That it's, it's got like, fuck all to do with violence. Although, listen, we've seen, and we always laugh at it, because when we watch TVs and movies, telly, it's fucking retards. Oh, yeah. like a
1: serial killer or something I like see, that. Oh, he's, got bi-
0: like, he's bipolar. He must be a fucking lunatic. Yeah. He's got, he's remember, little Mo on, he's, remember Little Mo on his tenders? No, it wasn't Little more, actually. It was someone in Eastenders was bipolar. It was who was it? I don't even watch Eastenders. It was
1: little more was Stacey's thing. mom. Yes, yeah,
0: Stacey's Mum. Stacey's mom, and she was just. I was like, that is not what bipolar even looks like, mush. Um, but anywho, she asked me if I was violent. I was like, no. She was talking about meds. And anyway, they rang a doctor, which I didn't even know you could ring people from a plane who was obviously some...
1: It must have been a who's I flying with? BA?
0: No, it wasn't. It was like a fucking satellite phone. Oh, all right. It's a yeah. satellite phone. <laughs> it must have been like a, a British Airways doctor or something. And they, and they asked me about meds. And anyway, they opened up this briefcase, gave me some tablets, knocked me out for the rest of the flight. And I was so sedated that I was three hours early for the flight to Syracuse in the gate, literally waiting at the desk. And I missed the flight. Crazy that. Anyway, so I've learned a lot about... Anxiety and panic attacks. I've went on courses, went on retreats, spent a lot of money, and
1: because when you went through a stage where it was
0: every time know, I got on a flight,
1: not even just when you were on the flight, neither and on trains quite often on trains. It's I think it was in any situation that you you thought I, shit, I can't get off. Yes, yeah. Where you Tr-
0: metros. In fact, I do you remember. remember I, you,
1: do, you did the Great North. I had you? to get off on, the, on a flight. To, three yeah,
0: got the metro fucking three or four times because I hated being on that metro with that many people. Like any anywhere that was a lot of people actually would be the same. I'd create this anxiety for myself, and I figured out a bunch of ways um, to deal with it. Um, and this actually popped up. Here's a little story for you. <laughs> I hadn't experienced it for ages. I got a handle on it. So before I got on a flight, I used to have to take like two or three days of Pam, be out the fucking game for the whole flight. And the problem with that was that when I got to the place, I'd feel like shit for a couple of days after. Mm-hmm. And I remember Barcelona last year for IFS. We flew out there. Leslie's mum and dad came. And I remember coming back from there and I hadn't, it was fine on the way out. And funnily enough, while I was there, I'd been talking about anxiety loads. Yeah, I'd been mentioning dreams, it and talking it? about it. And listen, I've, I I think the more you talk about anxiety, the more you Google the the reasons for it, the more you Google the symptoms, and the more you research it, the more your attention's on it. So you'll create more of it. I've got no. Do you think
1: also because you had been speaking on stage and your energy and your adrenaline yes, was high? Yes, yes,
0: yes. And also that day we'd been waiting around all day for the flight yeah. in that tiny airport. I also drank loads of coffee. Yeah. So there's another tired, insight for so you. Listen. It's like- yeah drinking coffee and you've got anxiety you're a fucking idiot as i've got an empty coffee cup in my hand <laughs> um but yeah it's like pouring petrol on a fire so on this flight um
1: we had been waiting around for all day we've been waiting around We'd all got day on it and it taxied around it, i don't know how big barcelona airport is it's but tiny. it's see no, it,
0: inside was tiny the terminal the, where we the were outside was tiny. when we taxied oh, okay. on the r-
1: runway yeah. we seemed to drive for about an hour on yeah. the runway didn't yeah. we to get where yeah. we were going to take off
0: i'd actually and here's the sad part i thought i'd got a handle on the anxiety and I hadn't, I quickly realized that I hadn't. And one thing that I taught Leslie not to ask me if I was ever anxious was, are you okay? Are you, right? are you okay? Be like, don't fucking ask me. Just tell me. <laughs> I was like, please can you tell me it's okay. And then I, then on this flight, I remember I starting to have, I was fucking sweating. But what happens is when I get that anxious, oh, sorry, I'm not even going to say get, when I create that much anxiety for myself through my, through my physical where am I physically? Where am I mentally? Where am I emotionally? It's all created. I'm sweating, but I'm also fucking shivering. It's mad. My body just goes into this fucking crazy state. Well,
1: you must get a huge hit of adrenaline. Hit of adrenaline.
0: Hit of adrenaline. Yeah, hit of That's adrenaline. Well, I can usually sleep after as well. Yeah. So I get this huge hit of adrenaline. I'm freezing. It's like going in shock. Mm-hmm. I'm freezing, but I'm sweating at the same time. And I'm like, walking up and down the fucking thing.
1: I can remember I was, cause I was, you were in the aisle seat, but yeah. I was sat next to you and I can remember that, heat radiating can you off. yeah and like the beads of sweat are stuff like that actually.
0: once that starts happening it's really difficult to get out of that state my fucking fuck would have been gone. my leg would have been bouncing up and down like it does and then I remember that flight two things from that flight I'd walk up and down so I move I think that's important the problem is on a flight there's not much to do so I'm feeling anxious somewhere else I don't mind blasting out fucking 10 burpees gotta yeah. burn the adrenaline off almost yeah. right I remember once a doctor, I used to see shrinks about the anxiety, the depression, the the, the bipolar. A doctor said to me, an average panic attack only, only lasts for 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. And Because at the time, this is how bad my anxiety was, I'd have a panic attack in a toilet if I had to lock the door. So I used to sit having a shit with my foot <laughs> against the bottom of the door because I was scared to lock it. I still yeah. get a little bit of that now. I still don't like having a shit in public toilets. But he said, Paul, no one's ever died from being stuck in a public toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He said that in a lift. Well, he, said, he said, why would you him? panic? Because I still don't like being in lifts, by the way. I'd rather avoid them. He said, why do you panic so much in a lift? What do you think is going to happen? I said, I'll get stuck. He said, do you think you'll die? I'm like, no. Said, All that's going to happen is to get stuck and then people come and get you. Anyway, he said, he said to me, the average panic attack lasts for 90 seconds, which was very helpful, actually. Yeah. So I walked up and down the aisle, couldn't shift it, sat back down. Leslie's mum said, do you want a digestive? <laughs> I'll never forget this. I said... I don't want to fucking digest them. I'm having a fucking panic attack, man.
1: Yeah, no, my I think she I've never said the word fuck to the je- Leslie's
0: mum. Yeah. Do you want to digest Do a fuck?
1: Well, <laughs> mum, just trying her best. She it was I.
0: And Leslie, and here's what happened, right? Here's what I have to do, okay? Um, this story is quite famous in that. I, what time do I have to go? 15 mm-hmm. minutes? Eh? Mm-hmm. We've got 15 minutes. Cool. Anyway, we're rushing it's the podcast. That,
1: it's not that long, that story.
0: Well... <laughs> <laughs> We'll just leave the kids on the beach waiting for them. Where you been? Recording podcasts, on? Anyway, so I'm having this panic attack. I'm one of the things I'm quite famous for on the stage. Is I tell the story how football manager saved my life, i.e. stopped me from having panic attacks on flights. So she said, uh, "I put, put, she said, put football manager on your iPad because I'd done it before. I just forgot about this time. Put, put, put football manager on your iPad. And then Leslie starts just doing the thing that that flight attendant is doing, which is distracting me from this panic attack. Cause that's the reason football manager works for me is because the anxiety that you create is not just down to your physiology, but also down to where your attention is. So I'm focused on the fact that I'm stuck on a flight. There's nothing to do and I can't move. Right. And I'm hot, but freezing at the same time. And so basically football manager holds my attention right? It holds my attention. I'm going to share what I did this time around though. Football manager holds my attention. So my attention cannot be on football manager and having a panic attack at the same time. It's called diversion. So I divert my attention to football manager. Then Leslie started asking me loads of questions. Can you remember? Yeah, I can. She was like, who are you on football manager? Like she was pretending she was interested. I said, I'm MK Dons. Then what'd you say?
1: <laughs> who, manages who manages MK Dons? Who manages
0: MK Dons in real life? And then I remember you saying things like, "Are they any good?"
1: And do you know what? I think I don't it, think it, the questions diverted your attention. I think the fact laughing. that you thought was so hilarious laughing. that I was. I thought it was hilarious. An like she,
0: she was showing interest. <laughs> like who manages them in real life? Are they any good? Who plays for them? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What league are they in? How are you doing? Who, 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 who gives a look at your team?" <laughs> and I just started fucking laughing. <laughs> so what? What you did was football manager I di- divert my attention a little bit, but and actually I'd been playing it for a bit as well. I think mm-hmm. I think I was bored.
1: I think, that I, think I was bored because that had all- worked for about yes. five minutes. Yeah,
0: I agree. And then. No, I think it worked for like an hour. And
1: then it had kind of, and then it had. It
0: wasn't holding my attention, holding anymore. attention yeah. anymore. Yeah. It wasn't no. holding my attention anymore. And I didn't have a backup. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a backup. So Leslie divert my attention by making me laugh. And then I think I read a fucking newspaper or something. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, I read a newspaper. a nibble of a digestive.
0: Yeah. And then I had a, <laughs> then I had a digestive and apologized to Leslie's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's interesting as well, though? I remember last year, I started creating one as well. We went to Tenerife. Actually, it was this year, February. We went to Tenerife. Flight up, flight there, no problem at all. Had things to do. And then on the flight back, my iPad died and I didn't have a backup plan. Mm-hmm.
1: That, so That's because you've told yourself the story. That the football that manager has the you cure. You need your iPad. Yeah. To stop to you on. from having a panic attack. Yes. So as soon as you thought, shit, I haven't got my iPad. You thought, fuck, what am I gonna do? That means I'm gonna have a panic attack. Yeah. Do you know what I started and then doing? You created the panic attack. Yeah.
0: Do you know what I started doing? Which was mad. I went to the to the cabin crew. Fuck, what am I gonna do? And I said to the cabin crew. And when you're on a flight like that having a panic attack, you know it's fucking terrifying, Leslie. Mm. Terrifying. You guys listening in, will know. I went to the cabin crew. I said, Have you got one of those charger packs for like a phone or something? They're like, Oh no, we're not allowed them in. They're a fire hazard. <laughs> you try to convince me that you're not allowed them on flights so I started walking up and down the plane seeing who had one and then eventually I saw the cabin crew again and I stole his newspaper and then honestly because it was only the last half hour yeah. what the fuck am I going to do for half an hour how crazy is that because what I will say is that w- anybody that creates any kind of anxiety we can't just sit and chill i talk about this at Tyson we can't just sit and chill that's not in our fucking vocabulary mm-hmm. our mind has to be on something so I basically got the newspaper and I read it from fucking cover to cover it's the first time I've read a newspaper for about fucking four years. And I haven't read one since. But I read it from cover to cover only because it held my attention, which is crazy. So this time around on this holiday, yeah, I uh, number one, I made sure my iPad was charged. Number two, I made sure that I had a fucking replaceable battery. But what I did was I actually, I remember meditating the day before I came and I was fucked. And actually when I'm tired, my anxiety, sorry, when I'm tired, I actually create more anxiety because my body's all over the place. And I tend to be relying on adrenaline, right? To get through things. I rely on caffeine and adrenaline when I'm tired. So I remember meditating. I was chilling the day before. And I started feeling anxious. I started thinking in the future about the flight. Fuck, I don't feel great. What if I have a panic attack on the flight? What if this? What if that? And I solved it quite quickly. And it's an amazing list. I, I might try and upload a photo on social media of the list. I made a list of things that I could do on the flight and there must be about 22 things on it. it is huge I always love showing show Nina it. Nina loves reading it. <laughs> what are you going to do on the flight, dad? Got a list of 22 things, tick boxes. Everything from, um, so I, I have to be prepared mentally for this flight. And what that means is I have to fill up my iPad with TV shows that I like, movies. that I, did, I didn't watch a single TV show on two flights. No movies. I didn't play football manager either, by the way, at all. So I've got movies, I've got TV shows, I've got apps, games, football manager, other shitty games. I've got books, fiction books, personal development books, business books. But that's what I did. And I bought 442, which I was gutted because I read that. I mainly read a magazine on the way out Mm -hmm. and read a book. And then on the way back, I actually, this is a great thing, I did work. So both flights out, I just had a massive list of things to do that I know would hold my attention. So things that I like, football magazines, or actually on the way out, I just watched a jujitsu Instructional, remember? Yeah, I do. I watch, I watch Gordon Ryan's.
1: And because you said, I need to try this thing out. I, I need, I need to get- try it
0: out on Leslie. <laughs> I need to, it's nothing weird, by the way. It's how to shut down half guard. How to shut down the underhook from half guard. So I had to practice it on Leslie. As soon as I got off, I said, like, Leslie, can I, practice, can, you, can I practice shutting down your underhook? <laughs> But that kept my attention for the whole flight, making notes on that. I actually downloaded a couple of things on Audible on the iPad as well. Um, I thought, what did I download?
1: What did I download?
0: Values Factor, John, Dr. John Martini And I downloaded uh, something that clearly... Oh, a book by a guy called Jack Donovan. And he's, am- he's so dramatic at reading his audiobook. It's amazing. Um, I listened to those two things on the way out. And then on the way back, I just made a list of things that needed doing the week I got back that took ages so yeah. I organised my week for on the way back holds my attention and then I just start taking action on the things that I need done when I got back as well the next thing you know the flight's over haven't even got my iPad out mm-hmm. and but I just have my laptop with me as well to do the work on um, but that's how I get through flights like anxiety free yeah. yeah amazing mm-hmm. yeah so w- what Um, what do you want to add to this Les what's it like being Married to someone that loses their shit on planes. Here's what I'll also add, by the way. I don't even talk to Leslie for the whole flight. Do I? Were...
1: No, not really. Well, I sit in in the middle of the kids. They're all right now, though. But they are all, all right now, yeah. thankfully. Yeah. I mean, we've had some. I've had some really <laughs> difficult flights. With Tell it. you what, we
0: always get though. We always get comments on how well behaved the kids are on a flight. We've had loads of them, and hey, your kids are very I don't well know behaved. Why?
1: They're, why? they're not That's... always well behaved. Yeah, th- th- thanks to the <laughs> iPad. <laughs> Well, Thank Max, fuck for iPads. Max now, if he's got an iPad or anything, he's... he's Fine for he's, the whole flight. He's fine. Nina gets bored very yeah. easily, but so you have to... I don't know where play. she
0: gets that from, Mush. I
1: mean, Nina has got you through a flight. Yes. She, just by she?
0: just by demanding my attention. By
1: demanding your attention. Yeah, she I mean, she ha- she's, she's took up a lot of your time. Yeah, she has. She we used to play that. little games, didn't we? We used to pass notes across to each other. Ah, I love doing that. Like we that.
0: used to write notes to each other. Aye. 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 But now, on a flight, I essentially... I'm just in my own world. I always have to... Again, it's still a little bit... A lot of people, a lot of shrinks would call this like a comfort blanket and you shouldn't need it. Mm-hmm. But i might I have to be in an aisle seat. I have yeah. to be sat on my own. I could do it. In fact, I flew to Dublin with horrific turbulence in the window seat. I was all right with that. Yeah. But I love being in an aisle seat so I can stretch my legs out so I can get up for a piss if I need if one. So, so you so can get up so I can move. Around, I think. So I can move around. Um, I
1: think, what's it like for me? I mean...
0: Do you worry about it now? Or not? A little bit. Yeah.
1: Well... I worry that you worry about it. So, you know, when you say, oh, well, I wonder... I do you know I'm what gets be, rid of the worry? I hope I'm going to be all right on this flight. And yes. it makes my stomach go, Ugh.
0: oh. Because you've had a deal with this not being all right.
1: Yeah. And obviously... Because you
0: can't do anything about it either, really.
1: I, no, yeah, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. I don't want... The biggest worry for me is that you have a panic attack on an airplane and the kids see it and yes. they get stressed out yes. about it. Yes. So for a lot of ta- for a long time... Well, Nina we, I got, got a little bit stressed because she
0: locked me in the toilet the other week. I you to started crying. I can remember. Yeah.
1: I used to make it get the diazepam Even when you used to say, I think I can do it yes. without. Oh. I used to make it get the diazepam because yeah. I thought, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? And the kids are there and they start having a panic attack yeah. and I've got to tell the, yeah. convince yeah. the kids you that you're I'm, not going to die. I'm only
0: worried about it when I'm not on the flight. Yeah, And all I do to quell the worry, action's the only answer with anxiety, I quell the worry by making me list and making sure I'm prepared. And that's what you do for any situation, really. Yeah. Like Conor McGregor has this thing where he says... You only doubt yourself when you're not working, mm-hmm. right? Which is true. But I'm like, the only time I'm anxious about the flight is when I'm bored, when I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So if I'm anxious before I go on, I either, like if I'm anxious a few days before the flight, it means I'm bored, it means I'm not yeah. occupying my mind. So I just do something that is relative to the moment or I prepare. So the re- the way you you the way you lower yourself down and lower your nerves and lower your anxiety before going on the stage, for example, is to prepare, you force me to do that. I mean, I'd just blag a fucking speech because it's what I'm good at. I'd just blag a keynote. But let, let, I'll tell you what, I'm more nervous presenting to the guys in the office, three of them, two of them last time, um, than I am speaking in front of a thousand people.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that's good though, isn't it? Because if you're more nervous doing that, that means you're going to pr- perform as easy, But
0: what I'm saying is really, is that if I'm going to be in the future and I'm worried about it, I have to do something about it, which for me is making a list of the things that I could do, making sure that I've got my book, my books, and, and again, listen, I have gotta tell you this: I take loads of shit on in my bag. My bag, my carry-on bag, has no, no, it doesn't have my clothes in. My suitcase is also massive as well, isn't it? It just has stuff that I could possibly do if I started to create anxiety, and that settles me down hugely. So again, I've got at least two books every time. I've always got one magazine. I've got my iPad. I've got a notepad, I've got my journal, I've got all of that shit. But often I don't have to use any of it. No. Sometimes I might, eh, I didn't. I watched a BJJ instructional, listened to some audio books and read my book on the way out. On the way back, I just worked the whole fucking time.
1: I think also, I mean anybody who is suffers from anxiety or in on flights or just generally is worried about going on holiday. Yeah. Like I think it's uh, when you think about, I mean, we've always been open and honest about it, but yeah. some people might not actually want to admit to their partner that they're yeah, feeling anxious yeah, and stuff. And yeah, I think yeah. it's really important yeah. that you talk to yeah. your yeah. wife or your partner. Yeah. Or and you gotta have a plan and just tell them that that's how you feel. Yeah. And then, look at how many people were have
0: seen mortal on flights, and that's I'm gonna guarantee that's something to do with getting anxious.
1: Ha, and and an be honest with yourself as well and think, oh shit, like this is how yeah. I'm feeling. And there's like, not
0: wrong with it, by the way. It's actually, if you think about this, I think that me creating that anxiety is a bit of a superpower because it means I've got a fucking creative intellect Mm -hmm. it means that I'm a high level problem solver in fact think about this I've said this it means that my brain if it's not solving problems is so creative it'll fucking make them up how cool is that? I
1: know
0: like that's where all these ideas come from because again I'm I'm making up a problem because I must it's not the dying that I'm scared of by the way it's not the plane crashing I couldn't give a fuck about that I don't even think about that it's just the fact that I'm stuck on a plane I can't get off that's it. It's not the dying thing. I'm not, it's not, I don't have a fear of flying. It's what a lot of people would call claustrophobia. Yeah. A lot of people call it, cla- I'm not calling it that because again, I used to get this in jujitsu, by the way. I'd be anxious as fucking in jujitsu. I'd, I'd tap from, for you guys listening in know jujitsu, I'd tap from side control and it's because We're stuck. I didn't know how to get out. Mm-hmm. Now I know how to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that on a plane so I have to figure something else out but now when I'm inside control my mind's not automatically going I can't get out it's like okay what if I put that hand there what will happen what if I just turn my head this way what if I turn my body in instead of that way what if I just bump him up so he's not on my tummy and he's on my chest what if I push him down so he's on my legs instead of my fucking hips whatever it is mm-hmm. so yeah um, listen don't forget if you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you have. I've had a fucking blast. So thank you, I Mrs. Have. Maud. I
1: have too. Was it as
0: bad as you thought it was going to be?
1: No, I've really enjoyed oh, it. See, see there you go. To do another one. There
0: you, <laughs> there you go. So again, there's an example of someone that was stressed and worried before she came on. And then once you did it, it was fine. I love exactly. it. I love it. So don't forget, if you've enjoyed this podcast, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Leave us some comments on this episode of the podcast and we'll do more of them. Um, I'm sure you've all got questions for my wife and what it's like, what it was like to go through all those challenges that we went through, what it's like to be married to a fucking lunatic, live with him 24 fucking seconds and work with him now, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, and don't forget to subscribe and don't be a dick, share it with your friends. And by the way, whenever you're ready, here are three ways that I can help you. Number one, grab my book. My first book, it's eight quid. Go to unstoppablebooks.com. Two, go and get a bunch of free shop stuff at paulmort.uk. Number three, work with me personally inside of one of my unstoppable programs you can do that via dm dm me on facebook dm me on instagram or send me an email via my website hope you have a great day
1: adios bye